All right, guys, what is going on? I am back in the saddle today. It's been about six months since I last posted the podcast, and obviously we have had a lot of excitement around my house since then. Uh, Maria was put on a permanent bed rest for her pregnancy, had a little bit of an interesting pregnancy, and then we were graced on April 8th uh, with our first baby girl, Stevie Joe, who I just got done hanging out with, and we've been uh, having all of the fun and excitement that comes with that whole, you know, last trimester and pregnancy and birth and uh, and then having the baby. So uh, took a little bit of a break, shifted my priorities around a little bit. Obviously wanted to make sure, you know, sleeping and, you know, helping Maria as much as I possibly could, and as she kind of walked out of the coaching staff, I jumped in into a little bit more coaching and you know just had to adjust some things a little bit and unfortunately the podcast is sort of a hobby project it's something that I love to do uh, but was something that had to take a little bit of a back seat as uh, we talk about a lot on this podcast is making sure that you have a firm priority set making sure that you know you know when push comes to shove or when life gets a little bit tougher you know exactly what things you can sacrifice and what things need extra attention focus communication and all those things too very thankful for my team uh, who stepped up at friendship and has been just an incredible blessing and obviously uh, all of the clients and friends and family that you know listen to this podcast and that helped us out through the last six months really uh, you guys have been incredible and you know just kind of confirms and validates a lot of what all of this is about right I talk about this stuff all the time and I don't think a lot of people maybe understand it or value it yet um, but what I'll tell you is when you know life gets a little bit tough or when you know a curveball kind of gets thrown your way you really get to see the value of the things kind of in your life you get to see you know how much your your job values you how much the people around you value your family values you and all those things uh, I was very very lucky to be able to get shown a very firsthand example of why community matters when you start a gym, a community gym, when you do the hard work to not just open door access, you know, a planet fitness style, where it's just, yeah, come whenever you want, pay nine bucks, who cares? Nobody cares. Um, you know, you have to do the hard work to invest in people and invest in relationships. And you have to show up every day with high effort. You have to connect with people. Um, you have to remember, you know, not, not just names, but families, events, um, you know, what's going on, what's bo you know bothering their bodies, what's hurting on them, what things they need to work on, what are their goals, and, you know, do that for two or 300 people at a time. And, um, you know, and then start working on helping their families. And that's what this podcast is going to be about today. And this is something I've been thinking a lot about. I've got a lot of, you know, good topics I've sort of been saving up over the last six months. Uh, so I'm looking for forward to getting back into this. But our, our topic today was something that was uh, brought up by a series of podcasts. I'm going to link uh, both of them below in the in the show notes. I really highly encourage you guys to listen to this if you're interested in, you know, if you have kids, if you're interested in kids' health and fitness at all, if you're an educator, if you're in any way involved in that space, or if you just, you know, think you might be a parent in the future and, you know, you want to prepare yourself now for being the best parent you possibly can, which is just going to make you a better leader, a better person, a better communicator, and there's no reason not to just start developing those things early, right? It's not going to make you worse. It's definitely going to make you better. So I'll link both of those. It's a, uh, two series of podcasts. One's focused on education and one is focused on health and fitness for kids. Uh, they're both on Jason Kalipa's podcast. He's obviously got two, I think like maybe a 12-year-old and 10-year-old or something like that. And they're starting to get to that point where he's really taking an interest. And so his podcast has been really, really good uh, discussing kids specifically. So I've enjoyed that. If you guys are interested, definitely subscribe to his podcast and listen to those. So uh, the topic that kind of got me interested in this was this idea of living for your kids. 
And what he says in there, the podcast guest, his name's Matt. He talks about how everyone always says, you know, well, I die for my kids. And he's like, yeah, you know, I believe that. I, t- I, I get that. And if put in an active shooter situation, you know, you're certainly going to put yourself in front of your kids. You're going to protect them. You're going to do everything you possibly can. That's mother nature. And the reason that he says that that's sort of easy is because it's really not a choice. It really doesn't take a lot of difficulty in that decision to know what your role is, to know what you're supposed to do. And so this idea of kind of dying for your kids or, you know, say they need, you know, say it's like the movie John Q, right, where they they need a transplant and, um, you know, you're going to go above and beyond to ensure that, you know, he gets that or you would give, you know, them your heart or whatever it would be. And those decisions, I think, are pretty binary. They're, they're pretty simple. They, they don't take a lot of discipline, you know, tough choices. It's it's simple. And that's kind of his concept is everyone says that like it's this big noble thing. But what he says and what his challenge back to parents is I love it's are you willing to live for your kids? Are you willing to wake up and set a value system and have the discipline and the integrity and be a reliable human for those kids each and every day through the tough decisions where there is choice? So when you wake up every day, you're faced with a series of all of these decisions. And if you have your fundamental ethos, if you have your value system where you say, I want to be a parent who is there for my kids. I want to be reliable. I want to be somebody who shows them the value of hard work. I want to show them the value of integrity. I want to show them what it means to be honest, to be a good person. I want to teach them to look a stranger in the eye and introduce themselves and care about them. I want them to be a caring person. Setting that value system up and then you have to make sure that once that value system is set up, that you are leading from the front. You are the person out there giving the example to each and every one of those kids of yours. Or you know, if you're a student or sorry, if you're a teacher, that you're giving one of those to each of your kids. And then this is the big thing that I think he misses on is it's not just the actions. It's not just doing it. It's not waking up at 430 in the morning, going and getting your workout in at five, rushing home, showering, making breakfast. That's a healthy meal for your family, getting that breakfast on the table, getting the kids out the door and getting them on the bus so they can go to school. That is an incredible action. That is an exceptional parent. That is somebody who has discipline. That is somebody who has integrity. That is somebody who is hardworking. There's amazing things just in that one singular action that's going to ensure that you are a better parent. But how do we make sure that those actions are born across to our kids? Now, kids are like sponges, right? They're going to see that. They're going to learn from it. They're going to respect it. But... We have to tie things back to why, to the value system. Why do we do these things? Why is it important to you? And we need to be constantly, constantly, constantly having those connections and communications with our kids. And so let's take that exact action. Let's just use that as our example for today is we know that after work, 
you know, the kids got, I've got three kids and they play, you know, three sports in the spring. And so I know I've got to rush to, you know, track practice. I got to pick them up from school. I've got to find a way to make dinner. I've got to get everybody showered. And this is all coming straight from work. And so like you're faced with a monumental task <laughs> as an adult. Now I have an incredible respect for my mom who dealt with me playing a plethora of sports growing up and was very busy uh, this time of year, every year. We know that it faced with that, there's so much uncertainty that we can't be reliable with our exercise habits, or we can't be reliable even maybe with our nutritional habits. We might not even be able to be reliable with our like showing up. Like we might not be able to make every kid's game. We might not be able to pick up every kid from practice. And so then we have to start thinking about like, okay, how do we backtrack this? How do we plan? How do we communicate? How do we develop a system? How do we show these things to our kids so that they understand what mom and dad are going through, what they're doing, what actions they're taking to be exceptional and how that's going to make you a better parent and how that's going to make your family better. And so let's break this down. So let's say that's your case. Okay. Let's just take, you got three kids. They each play a spring sport. You're right in the middle of it right now. You know, track season's ending, lacrosse season, baseball, all kinds of stuff's coming up, right? You know that the only option for you to reliably get a workout in is if you get up at 4.15 in the morning and you drink some coffee, you pop into the 5.15, you work out from 5.15 to 6.15, you're out the door fast at 6.15, you get home by 6.25, you immediately crack some eggs, you start making breakfast for the family, Kids get up at 6.30, 6.45, it's chaos, showering, all kinds of stuff going on. You're yelling at Jeff because, you know, he's not getting up out of bed. So you're stomping down the hallway, banging the door open. Get up, time to get up, let's go. Right? That was me as a teenager, I feel like every day, at least that's like my memory of it. They pop downstairs, breakfast is on the table, they're in a flurry, they're just waking up. Those are the times where it's important to communicate, you know, the value system, you know. You are going to be a better parent because you've been up for two or three hours in that instance. You've gotten your workout in. You've already had two or three or four victories that morning. You are already a better adult. You're already a better parent. You're already a better leader because of the actions that you have taken that early in the morning. And so when you know Jeff doesn't wake up and hits the snooze button and you have to go and get him and make sure that he's ready to get to the bus that's a teachable moment that's the communication you know listen our family doesn't do that when our family is supposed to get up we get up when we need to do something to take an action to prepare ourselves for the day we do it we don't play around with that you need to get up, you need to eat your eggs, you need to take a shower, you need to prepare yourself, you need to make sure you have everything for school, you need to be ready to go by the bus for you know five to 10 minutes beforehand, whatever your value system is as a family. And then you need to brush over what we're gonna do after school, what's gonna be happening with sports, you know, do you have a protein shake, do you have a banana, do you have a meal ready for you know, pre-game or for post-game or for after your practice or your game? Are you prepared? Have we communicated through that? And all of that stuff is hard. But believe me, when there will be a time when they will respect the fact that you have done that, they will respect the fact that you've taken the time to establish a set of family values. And then this is the biggest thing. This is number one. 
is you cannot be a hypocrite. You cannot sit there and tell kids that you can do whatever you want, push for your dreams, and then all you do is complain about your job every day. And you're not going back to school. And you're not re-educating yourself. You're not learning how to program. You're not learning a new skill. And you're just stuck in a job that you hate and complain about all the time. Kids see that. That's hypocrisy. You can't sit there and tell kids that they need to eat healthy and that they need to work out and exercise and that they need to wake up on time and get ready for school if you're a snooze button hitter, if they're the ones who have to wake you up, if you're unprepared from a breakfast standpoint, if you don't have the food. Kids see that. Kids don't like hypocrisy. It's inconsistency. It's unreliability. It's low integrity. Those things are unacceptable. As a parent, as a leader, as a teacher, these are the things that as a friendship or as somebody listening to this, this is the value system that I want to establish inside of our community. We are the people who show up. We are the people who work hard consistently. We are the people who communicate about the integrity inherent in what we do and the actions we take and the value systems that we propose. So connect with them, tell them that, you know, listen, that's not something our family does or, Hey, listen, you know, you got up at six today. Let's go pop into the garage. I've got a pull-up bar hanging, right? We're going to go hit 15 pull-ups, 30 push-ups, 50 air squats from 6, 10 AM to 6, 20 AM. And then we're going to come inside and we're going to eat just because we want a victory for our health and fitness, for who we are as a person, for our discipline, for our integrity, for who we are as a family, we want a victory before we go to school today. Because that sets the tone, sets the tone for the whole day. Sets the tone for how much you're gonna pay attention, how alert you are for period one. And that tone setting all day is going to carry over to who you are in practice, who you are in the game, the type of leader you are. Are you a captain? Are you somebody who shows up to the weight room and works hard? Are you the cool, quiet kid who doesn't care? And these are the things that I think about all the time when I think about who I was as a teenager and things that I could have been better at. And now when I go to the gym, I look at my energy and my effort as a leader and how that wears off on the people to the left or right of me. Am I making the people to the left or right of me better? Am I pushing hard? Am I showing them the way? Am I somebody who's going to come in and really elevate the people around me, elevate the coach to be better, elevate the participants to be better? Am I going to connect and communicate with people who you know have been struggling and say, listen, jump on my back. I got you. Just follow me today. We're going to work hard. We're going to put in great effort. Then we're going to high five each other. It's going to be awesome. We're going to feel better afterwards. And who I would have been as an athlete if I had that as a kid. If I was able to be that team captain, if I was able to be that person who showed up to the gym, who showed up to practice and brought that sort of effort, attitude, energy, integrity, reliability, would have taken me to a whole different level. And I can guarantee you it would have bled over to my apathy in school, to my apathy towards a lot of things. It becomes cool as teenage kids to not care, but it's just not cool. 
And a lot of that, I think, starts with how we accept it as adults. If you call it out right away, if you, you know, as adults, if you're constantly showing, like this is what we sort of uh, do when we do like teen sports development is the kids who think they're too cool. And I do, you know, I've done, worked with a couple teams lately and there's always the kid who's too cool and there's always the kid who really wants to put a lot of effort in. And the kid who, th- who thinks he's too cool likes to make fun of the kid who puts a lot of effort in. We've all probably seen that before. And you, that's a teachable moment for you as a coach. That's a teachable moment for you as an adult. You have to make sure that then as the adult, you're showing that the kid who wants to try hard is the winner. That they're the ones who are going to improve. They're the ones who are going to get better. They're going to earn your praise. They're going to earn your communication. They're going to earn your attention. And the kids who think they're too cool, they need to sort of be put in their place. They need to be shown that you're not going to play on this team if that's going to be your attitude. That's not what teams players do. That's not what team captains do. That's not what great players do. If you think, like, go and watch practices of Kobe Bryant. Watch how aggressive he was with elevating his teammates. If you tried to take a day off and practice with Kobe Bryant, he was coming at you. And it's the same thing. I I mean, this is why I think I'm excessively hard to live with, and Maria is truly a saint, is I don't do day well, days off well. Like, it's just like, listen, like, you can't sit there and let yourself relax for a day is we have to be better. We have to communicate better. And she calls me out just the same. I'm not 100% every day, but she does such a great job of, you know, listen, you're on your phone too much. You're complaining too much. You're this, you're that. But go hard. If you're up early, if you if you got up at 4.15, you busted your ass, you did a workout, you rushed home, you put breakfast on the table, and you are living the ethos, and your kids are being lazy, getting out of bed, go hard at them. Let them know. Be like, that's a loser mentality. That's not something that we do in this family. Look at me. I just got up. I just did my workout. I'm living this. If you want to be a part of this family, you need to understand that you need to live this too. That's who we are. We are leaders. We are people who do the hard things. Communicate it. Set your value system. And then make sure that you make your kids aware of what you're doing. You know, I really wish, you know, me and my mom talk a lot about parenting now, obviously, and um, and just kids and, and things. And I, I really wish I had a better understanding of all the effort and the work that she was putting in as a parent. Um, I didn't, you know, she was, uh, she was maybe too nice, right? She would hide some of the things that she would do. It's like little stuff, like make, make your kids go to the grocery store with you. Make them make the shopping list, make them get everything, like teach them those things, show them the effort and the work and what it means to be an adult and what it means to be a parent and have that communication process is you're coming to the grocery with me because you need to be involved with the food that you put into your body. You need to know how to cook. You're going to go off to college. You're going to go out into the military. You're going to be off in your own life. And you need to already know how to go grocery shopping, what food you need for a week, how much of it you eat, and how to make that food so that you're not stuck going to Chick-fil-A five times a day for the rest of your life. So you're not getting Starbucks breakfast sandwiches, which are the biggest ripoff on the freaking planet right now, and they're not great for you. So you're getting two Starbucks sandwiches and a crappy Starbucks drink, and then you go to Chick-fil-A for lunch, and then you get city barbecue for dinner and that's who you are as an adult that's not what an adult does who cares about their health and fitness 
That is not good decision-making. That's not what we do in our family. We go to the grocery so we have good food in our pantry, in our refrigerator all the time so we're ready so that we can make our own food that's healthy so that we can be our best in school, so that we can be our best in our family, in communication with each other, and for our sports teams, and in the gym, so that when we're 65 and 70, we can play with our great-grandkids or our grandkids. We can be there. We can be present. We can get on the floor with them. We can pick them up. So we don't have regret when we're you know 26 years old or 27 years old, and we never learned how to eat, and we never learned how to exercise. If you were listening to this podcast, you have that opportunity right in front of you. You have the opportunity for your family, for the rest of everybody's life, for the rest of your chain, right? So your kids, their kids, your great grandkids, you have the ability to set the tone so that they never, ever have to worry about eating healthy, exercising, learning how to make food their health and well-being generally. You get to set that tone. That's the power that you hold as the leader of your family. What an, what an amazing, amazing responsibility that is. But it starts with the small decisions. It starts with the value system, and it starts with how you communicate that value system to the people around you. It starts how you show up to the gym. If you show up and you're all, uh, you know, it's cold, it's rainy, and I'm tired, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to do the workout, I guess. And I don't know. Then, then I'll just kind of like, I'll just go home and I don't know. I'm tired. Life's really hard. There's so much stuff going on. And it's like, I can't keep up with Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff going on in the world. And it's just like, I don't want to, if that's your attitude, what do you think your kids are seeing? Who are you leading? In what way are you leading them? If that is your attitude, Show up to the gym, bring energy, smile, be positive, communicate with the people around you. And if you're not there that day, use the gym as a space. Use your car as this safe space to get that shit out of you. And then when you show up, it's time to go. When you show up to your family, it's time to go. Every single thing is a teachable moment. Don't let your kids see you as a hypocrite. So that's what I've been thinking a lot about something that really fired me up. Uh, you know, I really, uh, I enjoy doing the podcast. I'm going to do it a little bit different this time. There's not going to be any intro. There's not going to be any stuff at the beginning. I'm just going to get straight into it. I'm going to try to be like 15 to 25 minutes. That's going to be my goal for these. So a little bit faster, a little bit faster to production. I'm sorry if it's not as maybe like polished as it was before. Uh, but I do think that this will allow me to, you know, get more out over the time. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm looking forward to finishing up some of the series stuff too. So thanks guys. I appreciate it. If you're still listening to this, I appreciate you guys continuing to subscribe and looking forward to getting back into this thing. See you guys.